people prepare for retirement, even in the private sector, that's why a state official should care about it because the state budget is impacted if we don't address it. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. As the host, I'm honored to speak today with the treasurer of the great state of Idaho, Julie Ellsworth, and discuss the growing trend of employer-based retirement accounts around the country. I'm Todd Christensen, and I'm glad you're with me. Julie Ellsworth was elected as Idaho State Treasurer in 2018. The treasurer has a long history of public service, which includes 12 years as a representative in the state legislature. As state treasurer, Julie operates as the chief financial officer and banker of the state, with duties including securing the state's yearly credit rating, investing idle state monies, issuing state tax anticipation notes, investing local government monies, and acting as custodian for both, the workers' compensation insurance securities, and the endowment public school income funds. I could go on, but I'd like to get to this great opportunity to welcome Julie Ellsworth, the treasurer for the great state of Idaho. Treasurer Ellsworth, welcome to the Money Fit Show. Well, thank you very much. This is a good opportunity for us to educate the public on state treasury. I'm so looking forward to our conversation today. You and I have, have talked earlier, uh, and I let you know that I was going to ask you a starter question here to get uh, to get us going. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, here you go. Did you always want to be the state treasurer or even run for office? Okay, so yes. Let me tell you, I, after serving 12 years in the legislature, part of what I did as a legislator was to oversee this, this state treasury office. And I was involved in getting the the bond rating. I went to New York with the rating, sat down with the various rating agencies along with the state treasurer. And it, it just always sparked a great interest in me if I, once I finished my legislative career. So I did run here for this. And I believe that finances are everything mm -hmm. to, to a successful person. If you can control your money, you can control your life. Yeah. I, I think this is, this is why I think it's such an interesting topic today. And I appreciate you being on because I think a, very few people understand what the, the treasurer does. They might, uh, I know I've been in the, in, in your office there uh, several times over the last uh, several years and, and you see the vault there and you think, oh, well, the treasurer must just hold all the money for the state somehow. And, and so it's, uh, it's exciting <laughs> to, to learn more about what the treasurer does. Let me tell you though, I, it has a part of what I feel my role is, is to educate the public on a state treasury. Mm -hmm. You know, in finance, you have those that receive the money and those that spend the money. So in government, you always want to have those duties divided as you do in the private sector. You mm -hmm. do not want the person spending the money being the same person that receives the money. So the treasurer serves as essentially the accounts receivable of the state. Hmm. I bring in all the money. I bank the money. Banking is a verb. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that I'm a bank. It's that I'm banking all the money in a very uniformed process. It comes in in all different manners to to state to the state, and and it's my responsibility to account for it to make sure it's done legally, 
in compliance with federal laws that change constantly. And then the controller in the state submits bills to spend it. Mm -hmm. So I'm always teasing him like he's the one that you just keep <laughs> spending all the money, Brandon. The, you the know, consumer but side. Are, yeah, but we are the checks and balance. And aren't aren't you grateful you have that in government? There needs to be a divide in that authority. That's and great. when there is not in public funds, that is where you end up with with problems. Mm. You have the likelihood. No, that's that is I, I appreciate you sharing that with with me as because I didn't know that as long as I've uh, been working with the treasurer of the state for the probably 15 years almost now. So thank you for sharing that. Hey, today we are talking about workplace retirement accounts and having attended a few of your meetings virtually uh, on this topic back in 2020, I know you're quite involved in looking into possibilities of employer, excuse me, employee retirement accounts, even for those whose employer, employer may not offer 401k 403B and the like. Uh, mm -hmm. So what what might we tell somebody? What would you tell somebody who has never heard of such a thing that they think, what, there's there might be an opportunity for me to invest in a 401k even if my employer doesn't offer one? Well, this is, it's, it's happening. This discussion is happening on the national level. I saw articles last week that uh, in Congress, on the congressional level, they're realizing that if people are unprepared for retirement, it is, the safety nets are, that states provide and government provides, you know, become burdened and they, and they aren't able to be true safety nets. And so the concept is if people prepare for retirement, even in the private sector, that's why a state official should care about it because the state budget is impacted if we don't address it. So we look at the retirement situation and do they have adequate income? And if not, what, what, what stress will it pay Place on the Medicaid budget and the food mm -hmm. assistance programs and the housing support. So a state, you know, is starting to look at, we need to help the private sector prepare. You mentioned that the public sector employees, they have those options. Mm -hmm. You know, the issue we have is that private sector employees, typically small, small businesses, you know, they are focused on the business. Mm -hmm. You know, if right. I'm serving hamburgers, I'm focused on preparing the hamburger. You know, I've seen um, video conferencing on restaurant owners who, you know, they don't have time to pay attention to all these details. Is there a simplified way? We have the IRAs that are available, the Roth IRAs and IRAs. Mm -hmm. And the concept here is to make it easier for a small business to access that for their employee. You know, we're not creating a new product because the IRAs and the, the Roth IRAs already exist. Mm -hmm. What we want is to work on the mechanism of people partaking of this product because it will benefit their lives. And quite frankly, it will, it will become, if, if safety nets in state government and federal government get overstressed, they, they no longer can perform a good safety function. Mm -hmm. So it, it's essentially, today's worker has a twofold issue mm -hmm. that they're dealing with. They're, they don't have access to retirement savings and they don't have an amount that they can't accumulate an amount that actually will benefit themselves in retirement unless they access these IRAs and Roth IRAs and, and the other retirement programs. And so we want to make, I'm trying to figure out a way to eliminate the barriers so that individuals 
and small businesses can access that in an easy way and prepare prepare all Idahoans for the inevitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's critical. I, the you mentioned that the limited ability right now, the IRAs are available to anybody who wants to set one up. Exactly. So some of the challenges would include, or some of the the, the barriers, I guess. There, it's not so easy. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easier than a lot of people think. Exactly. But you have yeah. to go looking for it. It's not at your place of employment. And then there are limitations on the amount you can you can put into that fund every year. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Uh, you know, you have the op- you have various options. It's a product that's been on the market. It's it it's not unknown to us. Mm-hmm. Again, Todd, I'm thinking yeah. about how do we get people to the product? And mm-hmm. you identified it's scary. It seems overwhelming to most people to go I open an IRA. Is there a way that the state can make that less intimidating? Yeah. Is there yeah. a way, you know, also I've learned that the financial advisors don't have as much interest in opening low dollar IRAs. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that we can elevate a low dollar opening of an IRA so that individuals can take advantage of this. If they take advantage of it, just the act of saving will enhance your future life. Mm-hmm. You know, the habit of doing that, there tends to be a lack of interest of opening an IRA for financial advisors. If it's anything less than $10,000 is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how can I make this so that, how can I help help this accessible so that people are not overwhelmed with the idea of investing money through an IRA when actually it, it could be very smooth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To put, to place something like that in the workplace would overcome a lot of that, those barriers where right now you have to reach out to the uh, broker, set up the account, provide the, the documentation exactly, and then set up uh, some sort of, deposit whether uh, one time or ongoing and if you uh-huh. want the ongoing then you know that's uh, that's even more work so but you know todd a business owner doing again he wants to serve hamburgers yeah. he doesn't want to be doing retirement right you know can this be simplified if you go on to the idaho government website and you see how state employees they just they pull down a form and it's simple they mm-hmm. they do it um you know how do how do we simplify this so that the the business owner is not burdened because you don't want to have unfunded mandates you don't want to mandate a business owner to now provide this this and that but business owners also want to see their their employees benefiting from these things how do we make it easy is what what i'm working to do the state did an analysis they see that there is a need for us to address the situation and currently i'm I'm pulling in groups again, Todd, like we did in 2018 and 2019 and trying to see what the solution is now that it is agreed upon that there is a concern in the state of Idaho. And quite frankly, nationally, this this issue is is growing in every state. Mm -hmm. Personally, I do not want to see a regulatory thing where businesses must do this, that and the other. You know, I want to find a way to get the access to, to the individual and make it less less frightening, similar to a 529 college savings mm-hmm. account, you know, that type of concept, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I, I can obviously, I think, and listeners can obviously understand the value of having this opportunity at work. I would imagine that two of the biggest push, uh, you get pushback from business owners saying, one, 
they, they want to focus on their business. They don't want to have to spend a lot of time managing this type of an account, which is what you're working on to simplify. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and I had some, an individual that I, that came in the office just about two weeks ago, talking about a, a tax software that -hmm. they were able to do their taxes on. And he said, you know, when I pull that up and I'm doing my taxes, I get to check for a 529 if Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, put money in there. And I thought, see, that's it. How do we make this easy? Mm -hmm. How do we make it easy so that people actually benefit from this Mm self-reliance and don't, don't enter a retirement era where you're just you haven't planned for anything. Employers want to help their employees in this manner too. Another interesting thing, Todd, is that on the national level, 529s and IRAs, the congressional level, they have realized that, you know, people need to save for both. Look, I need to save for retirement and I need to save for my children's education. Mm -hmm. You know, how am I ever going to, how do I know how to split it up? You know, what amount do I do where? Well, they've made it so that if you oversave in one area, you can roll it over to the other without a penalty, a tax mm-hmm. penalty. And I think that we're starting to realize that, that you know, an individual can't lock into certain things. So there is flexibility on the, in the federal level. Even if you oversave in an IRA, you can put it to 529 and vice versa. Nice. So. Yeah, that, that's one of the uh, things that uh, I hear about the 529. And and I'd I'd like to have you back on uh, on another show or episode for specifically talk about that five twenty. I look forward to that. I imagine the the other barrier or the other roadblock that that you have probably come up against would be uh, the pub, the um, private sector saying, "Well, don't set up something that's going to compete with what we're already doing." And it sounds like that's already not even an issue anymore. I am seeing the issue evolving literally by the month, mm. you know? Um, so I, th- I think that what that tells me is that nationally groups have realized that we need to get this to the consumer, you know, we need to remove these barriers. So, you know, it hasn't been removed that, that conflict, but certainly we want to work with all individuals because people need this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah. So what is the barrier in mind without, you know, you don't want to compete with private industry at all. You know, right. if there's a marketplace approach so that private industry, that we help private industry remove the barrier so that that people can do this, you know, that that would be the desirable thing. I, I don't personally believe in mandates and and making people do this, that and the other, but but I do understand incentives and mm-hmm. I do understand removing barriers. Mm-hmm. And that that would be how I personally want to focus on it as the Idaho State Treasurer. Good. And this is a this is a topic, as you've said, it's been uh, it's happening in many states around this discussion. And uh, a few states have created their own version already. Uh, I'm imagining each state has uh, is a little different. And, and Idaho being being Idaho, we'll we'll have our own uh, take yes. on it. When I was at a leg- in a legislative committee, one representative asked, so if we want them to do this, why don't we just provide a tax incentive for business owners to provide this for their employees? And I thought, yeah, why don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, let's incentivize, let's do something so mm-hmm. that the, the issue is not left unaddressed. And there, it literally is evolving as we speak. Good. Yeah, this, 
you know, the, the, the 401k, I think it goes back to the 1970s. And, and the idea is, uh, is, I mean, I understand the idea. Everybody understands that. This idea. is an IRA, not the 401k. Yeah. 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 Uh, 401k. I'm just talking about the, uh, employee based right. saving, mm-hmm. uh, in, investment program. You know, we, we have seen that where we, the employees could take advantage of this and we, it's been there for now 40 years, 50 years. The challenge is getting them to actually sign up for it. To uh, sign up for it. That yeah. is that still, I mean, are, are there any, do you see any options on how to address making it easier or maybe opt having an opt out rather than opt in option? I think in, in my state, we would never, the opt out option would, would not be feasible. It would always, we'd have to find ways to incentivize people to opt in. But again, my role could be remove that barrier, you know, make it, make it easy, make it not be a a thousand questions on how do you want this, 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 you know, turn it into how state employees can, is it a 450 that they can invest in? Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, this is remove the barriers so it's easy to invest, but I mm-hmm. do not believe that my state would have it be mandated. I mm-hmm. do know that um, California, Oregon, and Illinois are three states that have made it a mandatory when you register, uh, when you're a new employee, you must register with the savings plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and data will support how, how it works out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that that's feasible in my state, I, and I like the idea of incentivizing. Well, I, I uh, really appreciate the time you've taken today to help us understand how things are, are developing. And, and between the time that we've rec- we're recording this and the time it actually comes out, there, there may be some new things coming exactly. down the road. I, I, I almost dare not ask this question, but if you were to pull out your crystal ball and look down the road um, uh, a year or two, what, what are some things you foresee, that, that you, or at least that you hope will have happened in the next year or two? With whether respect to Idaho, this issue, yeah, whether it's yeah. in Idaho or around the country, um, I think what what I know has been happening is that some states had had taken no actions to to address this, and I think within the next two years, every state will have this on their radar, okay. and it will be it will be an issue of importance, and we're seeing that in our state. We had the we had the evaluation done by the Office of Performance Evaluation, an official documentation of what was going on in our state, what, how the numbers are impacting individuals, you know, the whole thing, the analysis that needs to happen. I see that within the next two years, every state will be there with some type of addressing. And then as, as states get, all states get there, then there, there becomes some synergy, you know, like what, what can we do, you know, to, um, to elevate the load here that mm-hmm. we're taking on. So, okay. excellent. Well, what is is there is there one thing that you would recommend to our listeners, whether they're in Idaho or Iowa or Florida or Washington, they could do today uh, with regards to an employee based or employer based retirement accounts? Employer based retirement accounts. Let's see. Would you have them ask their employer, or ask their their legislator, or contact their treasurer? Or what what would be the best place thing? For you know, them to I do? think, I you know, I would ask employers to to contact legislators. Say, is there is there something we can access if we're not providing four hundred one ks? You know, because 
quite frankly, a 401k is a, is a recruitment tool for it. Mm-hmm. And it puts smaller business on an unequal plane, you know, without that. So I would reach, I would ask them to reach out to their legislators and see, is there something that I can offer my employees, even though I'm not doing a 401k? Because the thing about the IRA is it's it's portable too, mm-hmm. you know. So the, the, all those issues have been addressed. We want to make this, we want to remove that barrier. Good. So ask your legislator, are they looking into it? Thank you. Uh, Treasurer Ellsworth, where can, where can our listeners find you online? I am the state treasurer's office. So it's sto.idaho.gov. We have lots of good stuff on that that website, but sto.idaho.gov. Excellent. Yes, I can I can attest to that. A lot of good resources there. Well, uh, Treasurer Ellsworth, I, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Todd. And I appreciate our listeners for joining us today. If you would like to check out a previous podcast, do go to moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until our next time, please stay money fit and stay well. Oh,